What is up, everybody, and welcome into the Losers Lounge. What do we do, boo? What do we do? Look, I have it. I forgot the old days. Unbelievable. We did this. Unbelievable. I forgot what it was like. Unbel- it's actually very believable. It's it, it's extremely believable. It's like um, more believable than I want it to be. <laughs> <laughs> it definitely is. Guys, it's a Saturday night loser's lounge. I know you're kind of filling the pits right now. It's snowy outside, but we're going to have fun. I promise. In fact, I just put out an invite into the DNVR Discord, the DNVR oh. Lounge. It's open. It's like Festivus. You could come. You can air your grievances. You could complain if you want to come on the show. You know, hopefully you're a DNVR member right now. If we don't get anybody else, maybe we'll put it out. But if you want to come on and let us know what come you're seeing, come talk to us. Come hang with us. We've only the three come of us say it tonight. To my face. Come say it to Eric's face. You want to talk some trash? Bring that in here. <laughs> uh, so, guys, we are, of course, as always, presented by DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app. You can use promo code DNVR when you sign up and lose money along with us because this game did not go as we hoped. Actually, I think we did okay. Yo, I think we split. My bets were spent were fantastic. Your bets were. Dev, how were your bets? They were mad. It was a mad type of night. <laughs> the Nuggets didn't show up. It's it's tough if a team doesn't show up. It is tough. It's so true, man. They did not. So of course my cast of characters with me, the tree the trio, the three man weave. I've got D line co up here in the top this time. Let's go, baby. You gotta take my stone cold ultra mega unrustable lock every time. MPJ threes. What did I say? Do people want money? Yes or no? I mean it's, it's the funny simple. thing the funny thing about MPJ, we're gonna talk about him obviously quite a bit tonight, but the funny thing about him is you get like he had a, a terrible night. And then it was like a three-minute window, and he gets all 14 of his points immediately. That's what kind of <laughs> score he has. And you're like, oh, all right, that was cool. Uh, and then, of course, down below, we got Duvalier, Superstar Johnson. This is a rough night overall. Like, I mean, it was the back, like uh, the second night of a back-to-back. But the Nuggets have been a team that has showed everybody uh, that they're they're able to compete and show up in those type of games. Um, so I just kind of expected them to bounce back, and they just didn't. They just they did, they did not. <laughs> they did not. I did think they looked great again, though. Two nights in a row, they looked fantastic in their white uniforms. <laughs> but again, <laughs> once again, that was it, it stopped right there. But guess what, guys? We do have our first participants hopping in here. And of course, Ooh. the big fella, first guy up, the big fella, my guy, Noah Tucker, uh, a guy who, who understands the inconveniences of tall life. How you doing, Noah? What's going on, guys? I'm doing good. How about you? Bad, oh, we're terrible. Yeah. Um, we're depressed. <laughs> Noah, before we get started, are you gonna try to like hyping us, or are you gonna just tell us what you got, what you see? I'm I'm gonna keep a level head about things. Okay. I think okay. you know. Let me grab some headphones. See that. You don't need them. Here. You don't need them. Can you hear me well? Okay. Hey, hear you great. Stream okay. Streamyard really up their game for us. So uh, <laughs> yeah, now you can do without headphones. Look okay. at Dev. Hey, there you go. I gotta say, Dev, I always I, I love when you rock the polo, man. Not a lot of people understand the polo swag, but Thank you, you got see, it on point. See, now Ray, I mean, no one, you're my guy. No, <laughs> no, do you have anything to say about my personal swag? Uh, Eric, it's the same pretty much yeah, every show. Hell it's yeah, it's, cap. It's consistency. It's, uh, Jamal Murray could learn a little bit from me. Not bomber, bomber, you know. So. Uh, I'm not even going to ask about mine, but I am going to ask about the Nuggets, man. So I always start off, Noah, you know, you're, you've been a friend of the show for, for as long as anyone. Um, biggest takeaway from this mm-hmm. game, like what, just kind of what's your overarching takeaway? For me, like watching it, I just could not 
handle the fact that guys were not attacking the rim. I mean, we had great mm. shooting tonight from Michael Porter Jr., from Will Barton, but when Jamal's not getting it going, I don't – I mean, he tried to get inside. They weren't getting a lot of calls, but, I mean, I don't think Chris Stops and their interior guys, especially when KP's out the game, are that much of a, a detractor from the rim. I mean, Jokic is obviously going to get inside, but everyone else, you know, got to kind of get to the – get to the charity stripe or get inside. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that was definitely part of it. I mean, Jamal, to me, if we want to start somewhere, the first takeaway for me is Jamal. And look, guys have bad nights. I mean, it happens. It happens in the way. Guys go through slumps. You know, we've suffered through, as fan, as a fan base, a lot of uh, um, emotional funks, as we used to call them with Jokic, where it could be four or five games in a row. You know, he's such a talent that he could have a bad game and still put up near triple-double. You know, like, Jokic's bad games are often, like, 10, 7, and 6 or something, like, back in the day. Um, you know, but tonight, Jamal Murray, and really the last two games, it almost looks like something's up with him. You know, almost like almost like there's a cloud hanging over him personally. Um, yes. Do you see this at all, Eric? I completely agree with this. We were talking about this last night. Like, he looks emotionally down. Like, there's something – He's like in an emotional funk. It, there is, man. There's like something up with him. It's like it's more than just. I mean, obviously the legs are, are always coming to play, but he just doesn't. He doesn't. He doesn't seem engaged yeah. um, for whatever reason. So, and some of those images that uh, of him coming out of uh, the player availability, it's like he just looked like miserable. So I don't yeah. know what his deal is. Dev, yeah. are we we read body language a lot. Is are we playing too much body language, doctor here? Nah, I don't think so. Uh, there, I mean, there's there's clearly something going on with him, and he doesn't address it, so you kind of have to guess um, what's going on just because he hasn't talked about it. But just to go back to Noah's point um, about the Nuggets, like, not attacking, that was a, a bit shocking. Like, this was a game that had 87 three-pointers in the game. Like, the yeah. Nuggets shot 41 three-pointers on the second night of a back-to-back. You would anticipate for them to try to get inside and to slow the game down or – or to just use their advantages. This was a game that Boban did not play in. So you would assume that which would get in the post and they would attack and just go inside. Also, they had Paul Millsap play alongside Jokic. So that's a bigger uh, lineup. So you, you you also would think that the that the Mavericks would have two guys um, that tries to match him. They didn't. They, they stuck with what their game plan was. They was going to get a lot of three-pointers up, and they kind of forced – um, the Nuggets into a pace where the Nuggets are also trying to match everything with three-pointers, and then they went down big, so it made it easier for them to continue to shoot. So I agree with what Noah said as far as the Nuggets need to attack, and they didn't do that tonight. Yeah. Why do you feel like that was? Because it's not like they have rim protectors out there, Noah. I mean, we're, we're talking about Maxi Kleber. We're talking about Dwight Powell. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, it's not exactly like they're an intimidating bunch. I'm not sure if it's the fact that guys want to, like Dev said, like keep pace with what the the Mavericks are doing. Mm. Obviously, they're a lot of passing, one, two, three passes. With the Nuggets, you're getting, you know, the ball into the post to Jokic, and then guys are getting kickouts from Jokic and wanting to probably hit that big shot, you know, get him the assist. You know, one or two extra passes. It looked like they were going to get those tonight when Faku was on the floor. They were swinging the ball, but then they were just letting, like, closeouts affect them. I saw a couple shots where Jamal Murray, especially the closeout wasn't even to him and he was dribbling and then moving over and taking the shot, you know, never really getting his feet set when he, he probably would have had a better attempt on the first shot. Yeah. 
Yeah, there's always a lot of that, especially with Murray. I feel like he, he he's really strange with his shot readiness because I think he is first and foremost. Weirdly enough, Noah, I think he's more of an attacker than a shooter because so many times he comes off of those screens and it's, you know, it's like he comes off looking to go and then he's like, oh, there's nobody here. Uh, well, now he's here. Like you know, like there there is a little bit of that to it, but I but also Murray just is coming off a, a, a stretch of twelve. 20 it's, point it's like, games in a row like he's coming off his matters. best stretch just, and he's yeah. down to his worst stretch none of this matters it's just we just have to talk about this game because it just happened it's like such this game is just like complete garbage game it's a second night of a back-to-back the players look tired nobody's hitting anything mpj gets in foul trouble immediately uh jamal murray is still emotionally useless so <laughs> we're left with nothing malone is scrambling putting in uh, various lineups trying to find something nothing makes yeah, any weird. sense and he, like, what, like, what do you, what do you draw from this game? It's like, just dude, don't watch this take. This, this was awful. This looks the, the Christoph Porzingis suddenly is uh, just stretched. I hate, out Jamal I hate Curry. when he takes Denver. <laughs> I hate when he like has good, like did, Porzingis is almost there with like Gobert for guys. I just kind of enjoy seeing like struggle, oh, dude. And so him, him having a great night was especially uh, rough tonight. So you had something, Noah. I was just going to say what Eric was saying is like they probably played every power forward that they had on the team tonight for at least a minute, it seemed like. And and nothing was working. Uh, I mean, obviously, some guys got more run than others. I did like when Flacco was in. It looked like they were getting a little bit better spacing and kind of the defensive rotations were sound because he could actually get to the spots. Um, But, yeah, it was they were throwing everything they could at there, but KP was just hitting 35 footers from the logo. So, yeah. <laughs> have you guys? Who was telling me the conspiracy theory? And I think it's a great one. And it's not necessarily true in Denver, but have you noticed the logos are getting bigger and moving, <laughs> moving closer to the three point line, so players can have logo threes? Have you noticed this? <laughs> yeah. take, like, you'll start to catch it now. You'll see the little <laughs> logos are moving like right outside the three point line. Of the conspiracy <laughs> corner. I'm telling you, man. It's the ones. It's the ones with the names on them, like the Lakers and the Blazers. Yeah. They have to change that font and just extended it a couple feet. LeBron <laughs> from the logo. It's like a twenty three foot. Yeah, three the, and that's two points. Um, yeah, this is a, this is an incredible th- theory. I cannot believe I haven't noticed this. This is the greatest conspiracy of all time. Logo <laughs> Lillard from ten feet out. Yeah, that's really so close in there. Um, <laughs> oh, okay, guys, uh, we have to bring in now somebody who has uh, unofficially been been nominated as the oh. leader of the Discord, the leader, the leader of, of the, the Discord, the leader of the chat, and in true and and like his uh, his counterpart, his Serbian counterpart Miroslav. He is not oh. afraid to include props. Look at the props. Bring one in here. Let's go. go. <laughs> the logos are expanding. The logos are it's, expanding. It's big logo. Let's go. You know what it is. You know what it is. Ray, how would you rate this on a scale of one to ten? One being like, come on, man, this you're you're put down the weed, and then ten being like, yo, you're on to something here. Where where would you say my theory about the logos expanding what? is? I need to know how, how the, the league wants more logo threes. I'll, of I'll course they do. The wants more logo threes. <laughs> they want I can't more. say anything else. How accessible was this uh, tinfoil to you? <laughs> how far did you have to travel to get it. this tinfoil? Was it just next? Did you just have tinfoil ready to go? Actually, that's a great um, question. <laughs> I will not reveal my secret. Okay. He did have tinfoil, yeah, right? I, <laughs> I guess terrible. Eric doesn't do leftovers, so. <laughs> well, that, was like, that was pristine. But unless he ironed out the, the uh, It's so true. You, know, I, I, you know, you know. 
You never know what what's around. You never know. <laughs> All right, so Ray, I have to, I have to Maybe ask you though. Oh, look, oh, oh, wow! Look at Adam. This. I've seen you have guitars yeah, behind look you. Look at us, man. Are we, I've we seen can them. Do this. We can do this, man. You a little, you uh, do uh, this. Maybe so that's next time. time. So we like to talk about the stupid nuggets. That would be way better than talking about nuggets. But Ray, I got to ask you, man, what's your biggest takeaway from this game? I think Jamal is going to be okay. I know oh, yeah. this sucks. You know, it's not fun to be like, oh, Jamal, not yeah. good tonight. But like, it's, it's, um, it's, sorry, sorry. It's March. What? It's the middle of March, and I'm not that worried about it. How many did you just have to check? You have around yet? That's so <laughs> more fair fact. But, uh, <laughs> um, you know, no, I'm with you. It's funny because when I'm hosting the show at the bar, I can't read the comments. Like I can read them during the break, but it's just there's too much going on. But with this software, the comments, the comments are in my face, and I'm looking at. I see a fire Malone. I see a trade Murray for B. Like, wow! I didn't realize what a, uh, yeah, a real cesspool it can be. Ray, as the, as the leader of the chat, you need to group. get your people in line here. Come on! <laughs> I like the variety. I like. Yeah, the variety. I do. Too. I'm just using people. Hey, man, let you. This is a safe place. Let you let all your takes yeah, yeah. out. Let all your emotion out. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know that is definitely one of my takeaways. That's the big takeaway. Like Murray was rough tonight. You got to have. They won the last game barely. Because they got big performances from Barton and Michael Porter and Jokic. Tonight, Jokic a little bit, I think, less than that. Michael Porter a little bit less than that over the other than the tight window where he went off. Will Jokic Barton, was only great. Well, yeah. merely great. He was only <laughs> well, great. Like. It's funny if you look at the stats. So Not he had enough. he had uh, 26 points. He averages 27, so that's a little down. He had eight <laughs> rebounds. He averages 11, so that was a little down. 11 yeah. assists, so that was a little up. And then 50% shooting, that's a little down. So you're right. Uh, he was he was below his average tonight with a near triple-double. But... He was off from three, too. He was one of five. Yeah, he was right. off from three. So Not uh, engaged. Not engaged. Let's talk about Porter, though, guys, because it was one of the bright spots tonight. And Well, Agreed. the, the, the down agree. stretch. And, you know, the, for starters, he was, I, I would say, out of position. And this is going to be a big stocking point, I think, for him going forward. He has said he doesn't feel like the three and the four is that different. And I think I agree with him. The difference is who's alongside him. Like, he can play the three alongside Jeremy Grant. And I think it's okay, whatever. You know, that's like – It works. It works because Jeremy Grant is also a combo. But Paul Millsap, more of that traditional, I think, spot. Um, So I think there was something – this is another data point for the Millsap-Porter-Jokic trio just not looking that great. I'm going to go to you first on this one, Noah. What do you – do you, do you think I'm reading too much into that? I think he was great tonight. I don't think you're reading into it too much. Um, I would say from my perspective, I was watching the game in the third quarter. I pulled the trigger. I bought some Pumas. It had been a while, oh, wow. been, it had been nice. a while since I had been in the gym, but the gyms are starting to open back up. Yeah. I had to go get a pair of Michael Porter Jr., those Rainbow Pumas, man. So I'm going to wow. be yeah, miking from the corner. But, uh, yeah, I think like he was me, great. And, and the, obviously – there you go. And, and obviously, the one of the greatest developments we were talking about in the Discord earlier is his ability to draw fouls all of a sudden. I mean, it's not all of a sudden. We know he has that capability with as a playmaker with the ball in his hands, but he was getting to the line tonight, which was a positive. Yeah, yeah, for I sure. I agree. I think he's more, more prone to, like, grow up strong to the basket, where earlier, you know, he like, oh, yeah, I can just get – a fadeaway mid-range jumper anytime I want. And I believe in that going in, and I'm sure he does. But it's a lot more uh, 
he might also score and get the foul if he's going to the basket. So, yeah. so the thing that I point. see with that uh, Michael Porter Jr. at the three or the four is it's, it's about spacing um, on both sides of the floor, but you're not really thinking of it all the time about offense, but it's also the defense. He's getting put closer to the rim or he's getting put in spots where he's having to have help side or he's having to be the help side. And then that's where he's picking up the early fouls because he's not a player that's like dealing with power or anything like that. He's like a finesse guy that could step out on the perimeter. When you put him at the four, he has to go into the block and defend. And that's like not a strong suit for him. That's where you see quick fouls. So I think that when we're thinking that's a great about point. Porter Jr. at the four, it's not only offense and getting guys open, but it's also the defense. And that was why we don't think he had an amazing game tonight is because of the foul trouble earlier in the game. Absolutely. And then he has to try to find himself later in the game. So, uh, yeah, so it made it real tough for him. That's why I don't like him at the four. I mean, the foul, at, at the the foul trouble thing is really interesting, though, because you're right. I mean, this was about foul trouble, and it always sucks. Look, he finished with four, I believe. It, and every coach does this. You kind of have to. But benching a player er, that early with that few of minutes, it always almost ensures that they're just not going to play a lot of minutes, whereas – Maybe you just roll with them and they foul out, and you're like, well, now we don't have them or what have you. Because tonight they needed Michael Porter. I mean, just being a shorthanded, it, you know, they they needed guys that could score. Jamal Murray not having it as a score tonight, you needed somebody to be able to step up. And there were a lot of stretches in that first half where you're like, who am I hoping gets a bucket right now? Like, am I hoping Faku goes <laughs> off? Like, yeah. you know, Zeke, you throw Zeke out there, and you're like, let's see if this if works you get or Jamal. Two Porter corners instead of one. I think yeah. that might be a lot. How, how much do you guys think the foul trouble is from him actually moving positions tonight? I mean, I know you had a little bit of foul trouble last game, but I mean, the rotations are different. You know, Adam probably knows, you know, yeah. going from a yeah. bigger position to now you're switching on to different uh, rotations, your assignment's a little different. I mean, I think that could have played a role in why he picked up five fouls so easily. Yeah. He was on Luca. Uh, yeah, Luca's a tough cover. Uh, you know, and I, <laughs> what I liked in that fourth quarter, though, is he actually went at Luca as well. Because I look, very few players can guard Luca Doncic. I mean, he he lit up Kawhi Leonard and Paul George in the playoffs last year. Man. Michael Porter's not going to handle it. <laughs> that's a, that's a mismatch. <laughs> but I do like that if you have a mismatch like that, go at them. You know, make him guard, make him try to do things. And I thought he did a good job of that. But if we step back a little bit and say, forget this game. It's one game. It's eighty-two. It happens. They just won five in a row. Whatever. But if we if you step back and say the trend with Michael Porter Jr. over six games is when he's on the court, he is starting to score exactly like we expected him to, which is to say in crazy bunches. I'm pretty happy with the overall trajectory of Michael Porter Jr. right now, Ray. Hard agree. Yeah. Well, there you go. Sometimes I make – you're just like uh, Brendan. Sometimes I make points that are so great there is nothing anyone could possibly add to it. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, I forgot about the Michael Jordan. Porter is on the up and up. We can only detract from your perfect statement. (laughs) If only there was more Porter. And I think that you can build on this. His stat lines are especially funny because tonight he had 23 points on nine shots. Like, that's over two points per shot, which is In pretty quick absurd. order, I have to imagine his <laughs> points per minute are pretty and high. He, and he did get that little bit of a mean streak in him late, like going to the foul. I always like when a player attacks the basket, and before, like, as soon as the whistle blows, they don't even look at the ball. They just, like, start walking to the foul line as if it was like, yes, I knew this was going to happen, and I did it, and now here we go. So, Eric, you have you sound like you have some hype rating to go. 
I like it. I'm ready. Do I have hype ready? You, know, I, you I, did. I, you were doing this thing. Oh, and Michael Porter Jr. Dude, Michael Porter, like Michael Porter Jr. The, 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 the Michael Porter Jr. Stonk is uh, it's Bitcoin esque. Like that, that thing is just going and going and going. We're going to the moon, baby. Like he couldn't look better. He couldn't look better. I mean, like he if not for early fouls on Luka Doncic and other guys that were like sort of foul hunting, and also like. I don't really want to bring it up because it didn't actually factor in the game, but like, what in God's name was that officiating? It was like so, it was like so hypercritical, and then just like they just like flipped the switch off for like huge portions of time. We were like, what is? Anyway, um, I wasn't too bothered by it tonight. (laughs) I mean, but what it didn't? I mean, it didn't ultimately factor in the game. But Michael Porter Jr. is um, he's fulfilling the destiny that was bestowed upon him by. the gods of basketball and I, I really appreciate that about him that he's like doing what he's supposed to do and he's uh i don't know man like he's just gonna be a really big figure in denver sports for a long period of time and like we're just watching it take off right now and yeah. not that he's any better than andre burakovsky um, oh i love this he, you guys don't know this is an inside <laughs> grief that eric has because burakovsky so still about burakovsky the, explain it, explain it, on it. On so we, just, we went th- we Let's just go. did the goaties the greatest of all timies <laughs> and the greatest of a timies the greatest of a timies <laughs> and we had to award the best newcomer and of 2020 award, of, of 2020 and unfortunately it, we last year we nominated michael porter jr to be the best i don't remember doing that i don't either but when? he played like a game and a half so he had absolutely yeah. no chance to win kale mccarr won that uh, that prestigious award. So this year, everybody got all uh, like super technical, and they're like, "We can't give it to Michael Porter Jr. He was nominated last year, so we gave it to Andre Burakovsky, which is going to be forgotten." And you guys didn't even know who that guy is. <laughs> Michael Porter Jr. Is. You know, this is going to be Macklemore winning over uh, Kendrick Lamar. Look, <laughs> if MPJ can be a rookie his second year, he can win. You know, that's so true. No, <laughs> no, thank you, thank you. That's exactly uh, what I said. I was like. I don't understand. MTV like would award it the best new artist, and oftentimes it was that new artist, like fifth album. It doesn't matter. Uh, right. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. Um, everything's garbage, but except for MPJ, who is <laughs> going to be just uh, an incredible part of the Denver landscape for years to come. We're seeing the, the the start of it right now, and it's just beautiful to behold, even in a garbage game like this one. Even in a garbage game. But I, think, no, I, I think it's good. Go ahead. To, Go ahead. Uh, it begs the question: like, who's number two? Is it Porter? Is it Murray? I think that it's oh, even a question. No, is no. Hey, can we get can we get the uh, Michael <laughs> Jordan? Can we get the Jordan face on him real quick? <laughs> <laughs> this question. We got, we got a Jordan face him, Kale. Come okay. on, man. Because okay. you can Jordan. What face. I, look, I, I'm so high on Michael. Porter. There it is. I'm, so high, uh, I'm as high as anybody on Michael Porter. Uh-huh. Like long term. He's well, got to do it in the playoffs. One of these dudes had two 50-point games in a playoff setting and in elimination lit up Kawhi Leonard and Paul George okay. in a game seven. Like, it's true. I, I'm all for the Michael Porter hype. I love Michael but Porter. I, I love watching him down, play. You know he could do it. No, here's the thing about, about Murray, and I'm, I think about this a lot. Jokic is such the golden child, and Murray is so great. Murray is the reason the Nuggets went to the Western Conference Finals last year. They're the reason they did not lose to the Utah Jazz in the first for round. Sure. And he and, and so like his frustrations are he's not perfect and like Jokic is near perfect. But mm-hmm. if this happens, I'm telling you, you go to other subreddits or you go on Twitter, you talk to other writers and you ask them what's going on. And this happens in every market. There's the best player. 
Then there's the second best player, and that player sucks. And it's like, or, or you attack him and you bring him down. It's like, no, man, he's just not as good as the perfect one. And look, Murray, that's not, I'm not trying to excuse him tonight. Two points I'm, in the first half. It's like all that stuff. You're like, dude, how does I'm not this saying he's there, but like right, right. two years from now, but you could still see it. Yeah. Where like it's like a 2A, 2B. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I think I definitely think a year or two from now I could see it be. I mean, you would hope that they just become a two headed monster around Jokic that, you know, you just, can go by for. the way, I just got a personal text from Blaze um, telling me that I cannot, I can no longer slander Andre Burakovsky. <laughs> <laughs> I like that you've pissed off the DNVR. Uh, no, I agree. I don't uh, know what I, kind of slander you've been laying on him, but. I'm over it. No, no we have Vo- no Boya w- waiting in the in the wings here, and I'm going to bring him on and, and re- replace you with him here in a second. That's but, cool. But before we do, I want to ask yeah. you. You're a big guy. I see the chat. Um, you know, uh, a big, the biggest. There's one Isaiah Hartenstein on Earth, or one Isaiah Hartenstein Stan on Earth, and his name is E.G. And you see him in the oh chat here. God. And I'm, I'm curious your take on on Hartenstein because he didn't play tonight, and he played the. I mean, he's played a little bit. There's some ups and downs. Some. What's your what's your Hartenstein take? I thought the initial signing was great for us. Um, I remember he, like Tim Conley in the front office, they're really looking at him a couple years ago. I was, you know, I always get into the draft and YouTube and all that stuff. And I thought he was perfect because supposedly he had this outside shot, which none of us have seen yet. Um, and he was, you know, a skilled big man. Um, I thought he was all right the first couple of times he got some run. But no, I think he's pretty much unplayable at this point. He is Mason Plumley, but with all the mistakes instead of some of the mistakes. Um, wow. He's got Salamezri's body, which is this wow. turtle shell kind of like, skinny guy that just gets pushed around too easily. Time, he's buddy. always on the floor. <laughs> like, I just – I can't stand it anymore. And, I mean, if there was a player to replace on this team, oh. it would be his minutes or the minutes that he gets here and there. And uh, I think we would cut our losses and and be rid of him. But Poor I mean, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Poor Hartenstein. Uh, 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 okay. Somebody um, just bought you a drink here, so you uh, officially you. have to punish yourself here. Um, <laughs> all right. Uh, thanks so much, Noah. We appreciate it, man. We're gonna see you guys. Fun hopping on. We'll have to do this more often when we bring some of the people into the chat here. Let's not because it means we got blown out at home against a an inferior opponent. We're all upset. We don't want to talk you, about the game. Are you, are you calling this a gimmick that we are doing? To yes. We'll have fun and forget <laughs> the terrible game that we just watched. Uh, all right. Voya is on, and he is uh, – and also vote. Vote, can we – are you cool to hang for a little bit before we get to the uh, post game or whatever? Yeah, what uh, am I doing, you know? Yeah, it's fine. so true. It's so true. Um, Voya, so before we even ask you about this game, man, I, I watched the interview this morning. I watched part of it. I actually still have like half of it queued up because I had stuff going on this morning. But the parts I saw with, with Steve Hess were fantastic, man. I mean, it was amazing. I, I was gonna say, like the you know, the weekend started really well, and then the Nuggets just laid an egg here. But it's a back to back, so uh, I'm not worried. Uh, Steve Hess was was great. I, I mean, I, I suggest everyone watches it because it's a lot of good stories, and I wanted to run through a wall just listening to him. Like, did you do a bunch of push ups today after like talking? Well, I was I was I was weightlifting yesterday. I was just like, gotta get ready. Like, you know. that's so funny. If you guys don't know, because we have a lot of new Nuggets fans here, Steve Hess was the strength and conditioning coach for the Nuggets for 20 years before Felipe. So a lot of people don't know this, but he was as much a character as anybody in the Nuggets universe because he is five feet tall, has dreadlocks, is more tan than Donald Trump, 
and is stronger and more jacked than The Rock. So, like, he is like just an incredible ball of energy. And uh, they had is him he on. Actually, tan or or is that his just normal like that was ethnicity? There's no way. There's absolutely that's no not, way. He's from that's South not Africa. An ethnicity, just just to be clear. Like, oh, okay, okay. I don't know. I mean, that was a perfect description of him too. I was just like, I I I, I pictured him. With well, also, he's like the voice of the legendary video, the Jokic flipping tires in Serbia, that was like very infamous and famous. That yeah. was. And he's that voice that tells him like, put and then like go inside the tire and jump over it and. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you guys got to check out Nuggets Europe. I always screw this up. Is it Nuggets it's, Europe? Nuggets yeah, Europe? yeah. It's it's becoming a bit because they started aggregating our like quotes from the previous show we did with the Hall of Famer, and they just missed all like all our podcasts. Like someone calls it Denver Serbia, someone calls it like Nuggets. It's Nuggets Serbia, just that. Okay, Nuggets Serbia. That's uh, easy enough. Uh, I'll- I'll try, but there he is. Look at yeah, that. Good work, Kale. That I mean, that's, that's a, a skinny count. phase right there. Like he, that's yep. what he, he trimmed down for that one. Like he's Dude, really. I didn't know he's an Ithaca bomber either. I see another great day to be a bomber. Represent, baby. Let's go. I, he yeah. might just have a shirt though. I don't know that he's actually. No, no, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did oh, you he is. The interview. Yeah. Come on. Come on. Also, right. No, no dreadlocks in that photo. Way to go, Kale. And uh, <laughs> and again, that that skin tone, not an ethnicity. <laughs> I, like, I like it because it was like straight up orange too. Like, that might be his race. Like, no, come on, man. Um, all right, Boya. So let's get back to the game here. Uh, we've talked a little bit about Jamal. I don't. I honestly don't think we should belabor the point with Jamal. Like, it, it's a story that continues to be part of the story. Him. He's inconsistent. He's more consistent than I think before, but still working on. He's still not 100% consistent or whatever. But let's talk about some of the other things. Will Barton tonight, another game where he knocked down some shots. I the stats weren't working early. I thought he had 20 shots in that first quarter, but he was oh, making yeah. a lot of them. What did you see? What did you see from him? I mean, he's if he wants to leave, he's he's building up his price. Like I don't know if that that was his point, just to like if he wants to leave, or is it just to be better? As we met, because he talked about it, you know, went to work and he worked over the All Star break. Compared to Jamal, that seems like he just is still on vacation. Uh, well, mm. you know, are you he's. I mean, ha- are you supposed to be happy if you're on vacation, not miserable? <laughs> I mean, it's miserable to be back from vacation. Yeah, it's the first couple it. of days of work after you get back. You're like, oh, I want to be on the beach still. Yeah, uh, so yeah. yeah Barton. I mean, it looks looks good. I mean, it looks like an option. But although, like, some you know, when you talked about the 20 shots in the first half, like. He does look like he gets you in the hole a lot of times, even if he doesn't. Like just the selection, it just sticks out so much that that is jarring. And I, I mean, I, that's why I feel like the fans get on him for just for the type of shots that he takes. He's usually with Jokic in the post or in the on the court. Like I don't know. Can I ask you what is what is your um, idea of him, or where do you stand um, as far as Will Barton, the player? I kind of go back and forth. I, I really like. I was I was a defender last year. Like I feel like he was he was the one that was the second best player for a while when everyone else was hurt and that we were doing well because of him. And then just you know with with the how he kind of got into this season with like the the comments and I wasn't really a fan just from you know just from Europe of like you don't say that kind of stuff, uh, you don't bring it out in the media. And then just this, how the season obviously started and again sometimes he just gives himself a lot of freedom that. I think we played well with the kids, like with the kids, you know, Vlatko and the guys, because they know, I think they knew the hi- uh, hierarchy. Like, you know, when you're on yeah. the court, like you you know, get the ball. That's a good know. point. Really good and, point. And, and Barton, like he's, he was the, you know, the most tenured nugget with, with Gary and stuff. So like on some level, he has to feel that he's on the same level as Yoke and Jamal. Just on, himself. 
and I wonder too yeah. if I f- go ahead, go ahead. You guys don't need to hear from me. No, I do want to hear from you, bro. I, mean, I, know, I do want to hear from you. Why are you here? Look, I love you. Come on. Uh, I, I was just going to say, I wonder too, like with Barton, I think a part of the frustration is a lot of the problem is part of what he does well at times. Like you look at this offense and you go, is anyone else willing? Can anyone exactly. take a shot? Will anyone yeah. take it to the rim? And so the Ooh, same yeah. thing that enables him to do that is also the same thing that like at this stage, the good comes with the bad, even a good game. There's two or three possessions where you go, all right, you forced it there for sure. Right, right, right. Can you take us uh, now, all of us, so we got a big happy family here. Vote, can you take us inside the locker room uh, and let us know what the post game was like? Yeah. Um, Malone was uh, willing to talk tonight, for sure. Um, it, it was uh, not just like a, I'm frustrated, let me get out of here night. Um, you know, he was asked about the defense where he thought it, 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 it fell apart most. He said everywhere. Um, you know, he said the play where they missed a free throw and Tim Hardaway hit um, – it's a layup on the mm, other end. We mm. felt like that was more reflective of the result and really the process of, of the night than any play. Um, that asked, was the worst play of the season, I think. Like that that might have been the worst play because that was just a rebound and like nobody's right. back and they just throw it over the top for and you're like, what on earth, man? And it wasn't even like a Jokic baseball pass. Like Luca caught it, dribbled, and then saw Hardaway and then he passed it. It was really bad. Yeah. Um, I did ask him about the decision to start Paul Millsap tonight uh, and what goes in to the to where he plays Porter, you know, when Millsap's healthy as well. And he pointed to Monte Morris's absence and just wanting to then, you know, slot everyone down, get another big in there in Millsap. And I was surprised that he actually referred to the, the, the Mavericks as traditional bigs, traditional size. I don't know if that's necessarily how I would. Um, identify them, but that's how Malone saw it, and so he wanted to match up, and, and that was that decision. Did he just call literally the first guy in the NBA that we bestowed the title the unicorn to as a traditional big? <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of true, yeah. That's actually that's actually pretty hilarious uh, when you think about it. He is enormous, man. Like yeah. he dwarfs Jokic. It's kind of crazy how tall it's he not is. in the way that you think. Yeah, yeah. not on the scale. Right, just right. In the um, for sure vertical uh reach yeah. and then uh malone wrapped up guys just by saying he pointed to the lack of series you know the nba scheduled those series into the first half of the season you play the same team twice and that's built in there to alleviate some of the pressures of a condensed schedule and all the traveling that comes with it the nuggets barely had any i think they only had one if i have that correct in the first half and mm-hmm. so he talked about that as something that's probably going to catch up to them as they enter this ultra condensed stretch of schedule to close the season yeah, I I do wonder about that, and that's why it was funny. I was surprised. I don't know if you guys were. Oh no, Ray! I hope you I'm <laughs> spilled good. it all over your keyboard. Like, what is going yeah, on? It was empty. Ray? It was empty. Right. He I took one shot. We'll, we'll be like the chat is to us. Ray, you're so drunk, dude. Oh my god, <laughs> you are right. so drunk. You're Somebody right. Get Ray off. He's is so Ray drunk. Right? You know, too many vodka sodas. Here I am. <laughs> yeah, the no. chat's already going. Who are who the hell are these guys? <laughs> <laughs> but dude, uh, who are these guys? These are you. This is the chat. This is us. They are me. We are the leader of the chat. Who is this? You ask. What a joke. I hope. I hope they do harass me. I hope they're like, (laughs) yeah. (laughs) But no, for uh, tonight, I was surprised that um, Malone put Jokic back in. And by the way, can I just say, one of the great things about sports gambling—it's not for everybody. I'm not trying to pressure if you're not into it. But one of the great things about it is what is terrible, terrible, a twenty-point game. It feels like everything's lost. 
No, well, no, I'm saying when it's a 20 point game, they put Jokic back out there, and I'm like, oh man, this just got interesting. Like, <laughs> I need, I need one more assist or sorry, one more rebound oh, yeah. from Jokic, and now there's something to watch. So, Michael Porter goes from like four points to well over the 14 and a half. It was very entertaining. So, another reason to no, I uh, totally get it. I, I believe that it makes it makes it a lot more fun and engaging to be in the game. It's more that me personally. If I join in on your bets, they will fail. It's not, it's not your bets. It's me. I got well, it. That's what I've learned. That, that theory is proving true of this show. That's, oh, wow. <laughs> you join the show and it's failing. Don't wow. put that energy on yourself. You know what's not fun? Oh, what's he's that? gone. Well, what's not fun is my friends telling me they play Jamal plus with like a twenty three and he and oh, he has yeah. a free throw to hit twenty four and he misses. Oh, that is the way. That's, but I'm telling you, that's why gambling is so great. It makes dumb little moments like super fun. Vote. Let's go back to the locker room though, because I want to hear more about sure. this. Take a, Where else should we go? Michael Porter Jr. spoke with us tonight. Um, he just mentioned there were one too many breakdowns. Um, you know, said it's just one game. We'll be all right. Uh, talked about his foul trouble. And made no excuses. Just said to help my team, I got to get smarter. Once I pick up that first one, I got to adjust the way I'm approaching the game defensively. Uh, and then I asked him about his fourth quarter explosion and if that was, you know, a mindset change. Like, hey, we don't have any offensive flow tonight. I am, you know, one of these guys. Can I just change the game here? Should I just get some shots up and make something happen? And he said no. He was not hunting for shots. He pointed out that multiple three pointers that he hit in that fourth. Um, we're actually by design. So, mm. you know, the team yeah. was just looking for him and he was knocking down his shots. So he said he didn't want to, he wasn't hunting. He just didn't want to give up, which I thought was a good answer. Dev, do you feel like they need to look for him more? I mean, there, it, it's a process, but do you feel like at this point there's like a big curve for them in integrating him more? I think that tonight was like a, a, a step in the right direction of just letting him play free and just seeing mm. what he can do. I think that they really did make a point to go to him a lot more because nothing else was going, and he delivered. He showed that he could create shots. You already know Michael Porter Jr. can shoot off of the dribble. It doesn't matter. He can catch him. He comes off of the DHO, and he can do everything. Um, I don't know what's going on over there. It's like too no distracting. Idea. Is there, is there like a crime taking place? At I, th I think they're clo they're closing up the ball arena, fellas. <laughs> yeah. Move on here. But yeah, so so I think that tonight was about getting Michael Michael Porter Jr. in a rhythm and showing that if we go through you at times, then will you step up? Will you shoot the ball? Will you score? And he's been really aggressive as of late. That throw, like when he got stuck into the lane and he, he cuffed it up and then threw it off the backboard, goes and finishes. That's like just showing the type of playmaker he is, like, and, and it's starting to come faster. I feel like earlier in the season or just even last year, that, that's not a play that he'll make because it's so much thinking that he has to do. But now he's out there playing basketball instead of just trying to find what, how do I feed off of each other? How do I read where I'm supposed to go? So I, I do think that is it's going well for him, and he's starting to pick everything up, and now you're starting to see the Michael Porter Jr. that we all wanted to see and the Michael Porter Jr. that he wants to be. Yeah. I think this is nice. this is a great point because if you, you you watch we've talked about this a lot but if you watch MPJ even tonight every now and then he'll walk into what is almost certainly a bad shot but one that he can make and he goes like three quarters into the shot and then like it's like he like feels like a zap in his brain he's like oh I'm not just pass it and go down to the rebound zone or something like that and 
I do think there's a healthy spot between what Michael Porter's instincts are, where which is probably 35 shots a game, and where like <laughs> an efficient amount of like, and and they're right now they're way too far in one direction. But there is a, a point, and I hope it's coming soon, where it's like, hey man, you are afforded three bad shots a game because you're so good at them that you're going to make like 1.3 of those, and they matter. They make everybody, they make the defense never wonder when uh, when it's coming. So I like that point a lot. Oh, Eric, sorry, you're always it, making it, it, faces bro. that are so clearly not in response to the conversation I'm having I'm, with you. I'm, so what? I'm, what, what I'm matching my own my own avatar. Yeah, I was oh. just, yeah, looking at his picture on YouTube is just <laughs> oh, yeah. so ridiculous. Uh, all right, but what else we got here? Not much, fellas. I mean, Jokic spoke. He said he's he, he's not concerned uh, with the shots Jamal Murray's taking. Thinks they're good shots. Uh, they look good. So he thinks he like they're not worried about Jamal. Um, the only real point I would close with, guys, is Malone spent a lot of time talking about that lack of home series and then this idea that they flew in from Memphis at 2 a.m., you know, then they have to come back in and test at 8 a.m., then they come back in to test around 1 p.m. Now Malone stopped himself. He said, I'm not singing the blues here. I'm just stating the facts. And another good line from Malone. Uh, I don't, you know, they weren't eager to make excuses tonight, but, like, look, these are the realities of this NBA season. Uh, and I think you could see it kind of catch up to the Nuggets a bit tonight. Voya, am I getting too old school here? I'm becoming an old man right before my own eyes, guys. <laughs> am I becoming too old school if when I hear that, I go, stop. We know. No. We know you came in at 2 in the morning. We know you had testing at 8. We know. And you want to know something? Legitimate excuse. But never yeah. acknowledge an excuse. You just don't do it because it's like once you invite that in, no matter what it you say it doesn't count that, anymore it doesn't yeah. count anymore so i i felt this way with jamal where it was like early in the season when he was like it's not an excuse but you know my shoulder does hurt and uh mm. you know it was a short off season it's like well just stop just don't just ignore it yeah. so i kind of don't like we that. do have this assumption that when the chips are down you know they're gonna be like oh yeah it's time let's go and then, so you think you know, he's, they he's, he's i was so waiting you think he's saying all these things to get them in the like we're in a corner where nobody believes in us. We got in at two in the morning. We maybe he's playing that so. card. I hope. Oh, I don't so. know, man. I, I hope not. Like I, I'm tired of that crap. Like I, don't, I mean, <laughs> you, you're not you're not old, like old in that case. Like I hate That's it. Now, I was gonna come and be like, hey, this is a back to back. Like no one should be worried about this. Like it's I wasn't like I, I knew this was over in like the second quarter when they had that a bunch of like the bad plays and they just they got to ten points and it's so. I mean, you don't say it like you're a coach. Like, just, right. you know, everyone, especially that everyone knows that it. it's not like it's an unknown fact how mm-hmm. the games are covered now. It's like, it's not um, us playing a rec league and you're like, oh, we had a game last night and you just, you know, it was tough and we're all out of shape. Like, no, it's the NBA I, game. I don't know, it's though. Like, that, I, I understand you don't want to let that in and, like, make that the ethos of your team, like the excuses, but. I mean that is a completely legitimate. I mean, of course it is. Of course it is. Saying like, there's a difference between losing a game and just getting like the doors blown off you and just like looking inept the whole night. Like, it it's all and it was all energy and effort based. And like at a certain point, you'd just be like, dude, I don't know what to tell you. Like, right, right, right. I don't know what I don't know what. Uh, like magical rotations I was supposed to make to, to yeah. suddenly make the Nuggets like not, uh, you know, look like they were traveling all night. I mean, <laughs> it, it's, funny, <laughs> so Adam, it's funny, Adam, that you as a now and as an official old, like I you should be old. more, you should be more in tune with this. Like, you know what it feels like for your body just to have like no 
respect. No, I'm telling you, the older you get, the more you you really do. I, this is my opinion. The more you do think it's like mind over matter, and you know, it's it's the margin. You just have to win them every little margin in life because that's all you yeah. really have. So. Adam, I'm I am older than you, and I'm saying that the body is weak. <laughs> <laughs> the body they is did. most definitely. They the body is most definitely weak. for me to be like, oh, they're only 15 down. You know. Yeah. Another run here or there, you know. Well, that's a, that's a, a good question. Did you feel pops. did you feel like they were going to come back when they started hitting the shots? Were you like, I felt they could have won the game until three and a half minutes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It would have been really. It would have taken a big miracle. Um, yeah. All right, this would be the last question we can talk about, unless you guys have another topic. But the last one I kind of want to get to. That's a big one. I feel like this game is not very representative of the Nuggets, and I'm not even sure if it's very representative of the Mavericks. Like. But I do wonder, and I saw a lot of people saying, oh, I'd be afraid of the Mavericks in the first round. The thing about the where the Nuggets are, I don't think they're going to be the one seed. I don't think they're going to be the two seed. If they get really hot, they might be the three seed, but I'm not betting on it. I think they're probably looking at four or five, maybe six, and that means you probably are matching up against a Portland, a Dallas, a good a Phoenix, a good team. And so I look at Dallas and I think, this game was not that representative of them. They're going to be a tough out no matter what, but – I I don't know if they're a bad matchup. What do you think about that, Dev? No, I don't. I don't think that the Mavericks are a bad matchup. I mean, they're a tough matchup for any team, whoever they play, because they have Luca, and then he just creates for everyone around them. But you go to tonight, they made everything. Like they're knocking yeah. down shots that they don't typically make. Um, then then the, the Nuggets players that would step up in the playoffs did not. Like, you know Jamal Murray's going to step up in the playoffs. You know you would get more from Paul Millsap in, the, in, in a playoff setting. Um, you would hopefully have back your team because um, right now you're missing Monte Morris, you're missing Gary Harris, who are, you know, going to be pivotal um, in that type of like, time. But also that was, that was maybe Porzingis' best game of the entire season, maybe two years or a couple years. I don't remember him being that good. So no. this was a really good night no. for the Mavericks completely. And then it also came – it coincided with the Nuggets being on the second night of a back-to-back and Jokic is a little banged up. Like I, you just can't base it off of this. It's hard to gauge exactly what type of Nuggets team you get. But it's good to see like things that you do have to work on and – and small things like how Luke is reading like double teams and how you're like trying to do those type of things. So there's things to learn in these type of games, but we know that there's going to be adjustments on both sides when the playoffs come. Yeah, That's so fun. I, lo- I love the I love the emotional swings of the NBA season. Last night it's like <laughs> we'll never lose again. <laughs> Swing into the number one seed, and it's now it's like. Should we even go to the playoffs? Like, <laughs> we got to take oh. to avoid the Mavericks. Oh, God. <laughs> what, are we, what are we doing? And yeah. It's the second night of a back-to-back. It's the worst product in all of sports. Like, <laughs> that unfortunately, is true. Unfortunately, the Nuggets uh, strolled into Milwaukee and beat the pants off of the Bucks on the second night of a back-to-back. Yeah, no no so excuse. Have, like, Nuggets. Completely I just unrealistic like... expectations now. <laughs> Eric, I might be bringing you up in this case. I feel like we could be the one seed. Oh, like there's a universe, oh, there's a universe oh, where I feel like. The, okay, this is this is two sides. How many peppers is this, bro? They have a bad couple of weeks shooting. We have a good couple of weeks shooting. Yeah. Uh huh. I feel like we could. I'm not saying we will, but there's a universe where I could see it. So I'm going to bet this. All I right. feel the heat over here. Yeah, well, thank you. Say, come on, thank man. you. I appreciate it. I appreciate you, Mia. Uh, you know, I'm going out on a limb here. But, yeah, I, I think we could be the one seed. 
Yes. Dude, mark it down. Ray said it. It's happening. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm probably wrong. But... I like this one. Ray might actually be drunk. <laughs> maybe. Maybe. Maybe I'll wake up in the morning like, oh. <laughs> I said they'd be the one seed. What was I talking about? Um, Voya, do you feel like, just real quick on the Dallas Mavericks, are they. I mean, I think they're tough, but do you feel like they have Denver's number or anything like that? I, I'm not sure they have a number. They, they, there are matchups. The thing is always with Porzingis, uh, his his health, and he does like one thing well on offense, but that's the one thing that you kind of don't want against us too is like we have the lob thing that we talk about, but with the pick and pop that he has that tall, for that to work, you have to, you know, Luca's all then like doubled you know, if we pop out of the pick and roll. Yeah. But then for him to be stopped – the rotation has to come over, and usually it's not a tall guy that's going to rotate over to stop Porzingis. He's going to shoot over people, and it's just if he's on or, or off. Luckily, so far, he's like 75% of the case. He's not even on the court, or he's or he's shooting like, you know, 3 of 12 from the from the 3. He mm. can have a game like this, or he can have a game that he had like, I think, eight threes in one game this year and had 35 points or something. So, I mean, they're they're gonna be you know if they're on they're gonna be tough out for anyone and it's kind of that's why I hate those kind of teams like you never know you can have a you can hit them on on a good you know good couple of days and you can get swept by like a weird you know Josh Richardson hits a, you know hits like the one, one thing I'll say though Jokic is not at all afraid of oh no I know the other no, end no, no, no. or Dwight Powell or any of those dudes you know so I think that no. Jokic could, in a series like that could also be a just hey I'm gonna score every time until they take this dude off like we'll see who blinks first so. Um, there's something there. Lastly, I guess there was one other thing to talk about, and that was Compazzo, who I think is a really interesting one. He was a, a minus 12 tonight, which he was a minus 15, I think, in the second quarter alone. So he bounced back after that. But he had a six assist game, played 27 minutes, did not score, did have six assists, uh, four player fouls, and was that minus 12. Um, Dev, I'll go to you first. What's kind of your take on on what you saw from Faku and just where he fits into all this? I think we saw both good and bad from Faku. Um I mean, he, he's he's not scoring and, and he, he's not being aggressive and the opposing team knew that he wasn't, so they didn't play him the right, like the same way. Um, also, there was a few shots that was on him that he just, there's nothing that he could do. He's at the right spot, um, but they just shoot it over him. Um, but then you get to see like the great sides of him, like just the finding guys and um, the fluidity when he's out there. And then also there's just some vet type things that he does out there. Like when he pushes it off of Luca um, on defense, he's also just gets the respect from uh, opposing guys. Like they just know he's a pest and he's going to be on them. So they're just always like aware of what's going on. He covers so much ground. He like, he gets to everywhere on the court and he's a great help side defender. Um, so he, he knows where to be, but tonight was just a night that they were making shots that it made it look tough as far as the, the statistics wise. Like that's why his, um, plus minus is down just because, I mean, the, the backups didn't really have a good game. And then also they made shots on them. But that's not a bad Faku game or a game that you say that, you know, he looks bad in. Um, so that's another plus minus game that you don't go with. Mm-mm. Do you have a take there, Ray, on, on Faku and where he fits into this? Uh, I have to feel like I think he's a positive contributor. I would kind of also feel like he's a little redundant so you know mm. in um a optimization way maybe you cut him out of a playoff lineup but i i can't help but feel like he's still you know he finds all the right guys in the right places specifically Jokic. 
Yeah, find Jokic in the right places. And I think a lot like Vlaco, not to drive this into a Vlaco conversation. Um, Are you a Vlaco guy? Is this yeah, a Vlaco guy. You're a big Vlaco guy, okay. guy, Adam. Before you were a Vlaco guy. I'm not um, sure I'm a Vlaco guy. Well, okay. okay, there we go. There That's we go. Awesome. I'm a Vlaco guy. He makes such quick decisions. I think Vlaco, yeah. uh, Faku also just makes these really quick, thoughtful decisions on offense that really find Yoke in, in positions to score. And I think that means a lot more, even more than the fact that, like, yeah, he's five ten. Like, <laughs> he did. Uh, he did have a hilarious. Con- contest of uh uh porzingis three tonight like where he just ran out and stuck his hand up and got up to about his waist and i was like oh good, good effort like <laughs> really that. you know sometimes it's like oh uh, there's a guy uh, he might i don't know trip me yeah um well before we get out of here this was an ad free weekend guys um you know it, it, win, win or lose it's fun to you want to have the fans do the ad reads can you guys hear? Well, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Give us your take on uh, Hassle Cattle Company, would you please? Avoya? I love Hassle Cattle Company. <laughs> if, they could, if they could sponsor me as well, I would really appreciate it. They're yeah, a stand-up right, company. Right. Is it because uh, of the take. marbling? Oh. Yes, the marbling is <laughs> Who immaculate. Who's the uh, The Green Solution. I don't know if you guys yeah. have them as a sponsor. I appreciate them as well. <laughs> uh, all right, we got our three guests on here. Before we get out for the weekend, guys, Nuggets on a downer, so you guys got to pick us up. Give us a hot take. Give us a hot, feel-good vibes hot take before we go into uh, the dead of night here, the snowy snowy winter night. Boy, I'll start with you. Jamal averaging 30 next week. Ooh. I mean, three pepper, three pepper. All right. Hey, we said hot take, not, not a medium take here. Yeah, uh, Ray, I, we need something hotter than a three pepper take, man. Hotter than a one seed? i've been saying that for like a week i've been thinking about it and i just, I just believe it so yeah i can't wait till this hits and Drake gets to come and stud on us all all right Noah, give us a hot take the nuggets go streaking again it's going about dropping Let's a streak is you get to start streaking again if i had a, if I had a shirt under this i would take it off guys this is yet another reason in fact i have you guys here we're not paying you to do this we're not doing that this is another reason to become a dnvr member it's not just the, the articles the content it's the chat man it's the community the discord is lit the sure is the discord you never know you know what opportunities will arise especially in the off season discord we try to integrate it a lot into the show um so we really thank you guys for coming on and, and hanging with us and picking everybody's spirits up uh, after get this, this, get a mask. Masks are the best thing on the on there. Like oh, I wear all the time. That's my that's my best thing from your locker. That, uh, that makes you feel good and hurts me quite a bit. So <laughs> I, I just I put the flag just on a black mask. <laughs> <laughs> that's your best work. All right, everybody, right with us on a Saturday night in the Losers Lounge. We appreciate it. We're gonna be back again Monday all week. You guys know it. We'll see you then. All right. when I get to.